Hey mama, welcome to Postpartum Confessions, a podcast for anyone navigating the ups and downs of becoming a mom. I'm Felicia. I'm Bree, and we're here to bring you truly unfiltered conversations from the expected to the unexpected parts of being a mom. Whether you're trying to conceive, pregnant, or already a mother, this podcast is for you. Let's discover the secrets no one told you about motherhood and how to overcome them together. They say it takes a village. Welcome home. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey mama, this is Felicia. Welcome back to Postpartum Confessions in another mini episode, our short and to the point conversations. This week, we wanted to chat about five things we did not expect, learned, or felt postpartum that need to be shared. Hey, this is Bree, and we wanted to keep it light and have some fun with these five things, but per the usual, before we get into it, I just wanted to remind you, listening, that every mama's experience is different and that we are sharing some things that we experience directly postpartum, so you may or may not relate. But with that, let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. So number one is going to be you'll bleed and be in pain longer than you think. So, you know, a lot of the time people get the concept that you're going to give birth is going to be, you know, you might be sore three days and, you know, you should be coasting along until your six week appointment where they clear you for everything. And while that may be true for some very lucky individuals, (laughs) I cannot say that that is the most common or you know, like the typical postpartum experience, because you will be in pain for various reasons. Um, you could be having a C-section or the vaginal birth and both come with different, you know, expectations on pain and recovery. So six weeks, everyone always talks about the six weeks, but there's just so much to it, even leading up to those six weeks and beyond. There can be pain especially beyond if you have any sort of like tears that have happened or your C-section recovery didn't go as planned. There was any sort of reopening or, you know, something occurred that made it more difficult for you. And even, you know, with just the muscles, like the pelvic floor muscles can be painful, especially even like urinating after you give birth can be painful. Or of course, and we'll talk about this more in another episode, but intimacy after birth, what that looks like, pain levels and all of that. So, you know, it's just the bleeding will be pretty heavy and the pain, like we said, it can be different for everyone, but don't just expect, I guess, to have some, you know, like minimal like achiness and then you'll be fine because there can be, yeah, there can be more than that. Yeah. Even if you, if things went really well and you didn't have many tearing, which I'm fortunate that that was my case you know, it's still going to last, like the bleeding lasts and then that goes away, but the pain persisted. I remember it was eight weeks and I was using the restroom and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, when is this over? You know, like after a while you just get so irritated with it, but as long as you know that it's there, you can kind of expect and plan that. And I wouldn't say it's pain. It's not like it's shooting pain and you're like excruciating, you know, if it's from a, a, a normal birth or something like that, or a, a birth without complications, I should yeah. say, not normal, you know, but it is, it's uncomfortable, you know, it's stinging, it's this, it's that, it's, you know, so I just, I, I think I, the, that story in particular was with my first and I was like, this is ridiculous. It's been eight weeks. And then you go to that appointment and, you know, and they should really have a couple more appointments, like six weeks, maybe like four and eight or like, right. okay, six and eight or 10, like, I need another one. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, just to make sure everything's going smoothly. 
But um, yeah, no, it, it does last a little bit longer than you would think, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> yeah. And then the next thing is it's amazing to go home, but you might miss the hospital a little bit in terms of like somebody always being there to help you out. Like, I mean, I couldn't wait to get out of there because I wanted to be in my own bed and I wanted to people to come and stop checking every like two hours. It felt like, I mean, it was nonstop. But when you go home and you walk in the door, you're like, boom, well, shoot, everything's on me now. Like, you know, what do I do? No one's checking on me. Like it all of a sudden becomes this like thing. And it's like, oh, you know, it was, it, even though it's uncomfortable, like food was provided. I didn't have to think about it. Might not have been the best, but it was there. And, I know. <laughs> you know, I remember one time the nurse came in and she was like, oh, you know, your baby spit up a little bit. And I was like, really? And I like cried because I think I'd fallen asleep. And I was like, I didn't notice. And she was like, it's okay. I'll clean it. And the same thing happened with like a diaper change. Like, oh, look, the fur, like another poop, like a little, you know, the meconium. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that stuff's awful. And she was like, it's okay. I'll clean it. And I was like, thanks, you know? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, right when you go home, uh, yeah, you're on your own you know? Oh yeah. That was kind of like the same for me is I was like, you know, we were being fed at least and stuff, but I was just like so tired and having them help like even here and there was like nice. I got to yeah. be shown like the sponge bath, the first like little bath and the first diaper change, which was also filled with meconium. <laughs> and <laughs> even when like I would fall asleep nursing and the pain even started in the hospital for me, the pain for at least trying to get through the feeds and whatnot. So I was still already struggling in that end, but I was like falling asleep with her in my arms and they would come in and be like, we don't allow that here. And I was like, I can't wait to go home so that I can take naps with my daughter like, and not have to be like mm -hmm. told what to do and stuff. I was just like so ready to be home. And then I got home and I felt so overwhelmed that I cried all the time. <laughs> I cried all the time. I didn't sleep with my husband in our bed. I cried all the time about that too. And I ended up like being in the living room with my daughter all the time because she was just like waking up every hour or two because she was just, she didn't want to be out yet. She was like, where the heck is my comfortable little, you know, sack full of fluid? She's like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, so warm and cozy. Yeah, we went like home and I was just like, you know, it was like kind of nice when we had some help here and there. And, you know, you always could ask questions because they were always there but then you go home and you're like mm -hmm. in the thick of it and you're just trying to yeah. maintain your composure while everyone wants to come over and see the baby while you're like this close to either losing it or <laughs> having a mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> so no, everybody go away. <laughs> yeah. So be prepared. It might just, you might miss it a little bit while you're in those first few weeks alone or feeling like you're alone navigating the trenches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's some deep trenches sometimes. It's all good, but yes. yeah. <laughs> it is. It's all worth it. It is yes, very much worth absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Then the next one uh, is going to be by the end of your stay, you will hate every doctor and nurse, even though you appreciate them just because they keep waking you up. And I will add to that a little bit and say that if you are nursing or attempting to nurse at first, at least where I am from, the hospitals around here are very much they give you a sheet, they give you a little clipboard and you write down everything, left or right breast, how long, you know, like all that little stuff. And 
a lot of time I was tired. And like I said, I fell asleep, even if it was like during the day while nursing and stuff. Well, she would, or sorry, she would fall asleep while nursing. And then I would just kind of be like, oh, like putting her in the back in the swaddle and everything, getting her back into the bassinet. And by the time I was done with that, I was like so tired that I wanted to take a nap while she was sleeping, which they recommend you do. So I didn't fill out some of it. And they're just like, oh, and they wake me up overnight trying to get me to do it and writing it down and whatnot. But I had an app on my phone anyways. And I was like, I have the information. We're okay. And I love that they like try to support you in that way. But sometimes like they're not giving you any information. They're just trying to get that paper from you, which is left and right and how long. <laughs> so they're going to wake you up a bunch. And it's going to be for various reasons, whether it's yeah. your vitals, the baby's vitals, testing once the 24-hour testing for hearing and whatnot comes about. So you're going to be told to get plenty of rest, but you're not going to get plenty of rest. <laughs> yeah, there's no resting in there. I mean, you think at some point I'm like, can you do the checkups at the same time or something? Like if you're going to disturb right. the baby and me, because I mean, I, I if the baby was asleep, I would fall asleep like mid-conversation. You're just so tired, you know? Right. And then they just exactly. keep coming in. And with my second, I, I had gestational diabetes. And so you have to be tested and the baby regularly to make sure the sugars aren't like going crazy and you're getting, you know, all the things or dropping and right. or whatever it is. And so that was like an even added thing. And it was like, when did the baby last eat? And I was like, I don't know. You saw it. Like, you know, you were in here. I mean, literally. And then or it's like, well, when did you start eating? And I was like, I wrote it down uh, on the thing. And so sometimes they wouldn't even check. But sometimes it was like, I don't know. I didn't even finish. You see the food still there because, you know. You checked a baby needed to eat, and then I fell asleep. I'm still hungry. Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, it's like I'm trying my best here, you know. <laughs> and then like, on top of that, it's it like all. people for, yeah, for like paperwork and different things. And you're like, oh my goodness. So, yeah, that's why you kind of are like, oh, you're so sweet. And then, I mean, some of them are nicer than others and more helpful than others. So, depending yes. on like your shifts. So, there are some that I was like, please don't leave me. And there are some that I was like, Okay, go away, you know. <laughs> You're interrupting my peace. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, uh, just thinking back. It's crazy. I know. Um, <laughs> the next one we have is about those beautiful mesh panties and huge pads. They are awful, but lifesavers. Awful in the sense that even when you have them on, or this is just my experience, it was like incredibly uncomfortable, but you needed, like, I needed it. Like I needed it to be that big or that, like whatever, because it really did like, you know, go from front to back. So, you know, it kind of kept everything contained that was just, you know, natural body things happening. But I was like, oh, it's so uncomfortable to get on. And it felt like it was weird and taking it off and, you know. Uh, I, you know, luckily you get some to go home, but with the second baby, I got diapers, like adult diapers. It was the best thing I've ever done. I'll have to try it. You know, I, I, it was way better than the pads at home. Like the pads in the hospital. Great. You know, like that kind of thing. But I did everything that you would do with the mesh panties and the huge pads, but with a diaper and they're just so, they get everything. Like it was the best thing ever. And you could take it off. You didn't even, you could rip the sides like a, like you would a baby diaper kind of. So you didn't have to like pull them off. Like, you know, if it was a little messy or something. And it was, I just felt like so much more comfortable than worrying about like the pad slipping or the mesh undies. Like, you know, I don't know. It, it, it felt cleaner and more comfortable with the diaper. So <laughs> might not be for everybody, but highly recommend testing it out. 
getting a pack and on Amazon they're way cheaper like the Amazon pack than like yeah the name brand and they are phenomenal like literally phenomenal yeah no so when I was in the hospital I completely agree so the mesh panties were super comfortable I got extras in like this big bag to go home and I got some extra like the little uh, ice packs that they put that are the size of the pads I had it like I decked it out. I decked out the pad with like <laughs> everything, like the cooling cream and whatnot, because it was just I also had like two little tiny uh, tears near my urethra because of the catheter that they kind of didn't realize was taken out a little bit too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so peeing for me was like stinging, but like also like really stinging. <laughs> so I needed some of the cooling stuff. So when I went home, yeah, I actually bought and I believe my sister actually was very nice and got me like this little like basket for when I got home and got the Frida postpartum pack, which comes with like the big pads, the big ice packs and like a cooling cream. And then also like the Perry bottle, um, which is also partly a game changer, especially if you have a tear up there. But so I got to go home and still have the supplies, which is really nice. And I highly recommend you either take the stuff from the hospital, which they let you and or yes, take it all. (laughs) And then also maybe like just get if you don't like the Frida because it's it is a little bit expensive. Um, if you want to go on Amazon or I seen people make their own at home, although the pads aren't usually as large mm-hmm. at home. So if you end up getting somehow hospital pads that are very large and making your own frozen pads early, props to you. Definitely do that. Yeah. But, you know, however you feel like it works. <laughs> some people don't even like the cooling. They think they're gonna like it and they don't. I've I've known some people that have been like that as well. So definitely try out things, see how it goes. If you have a tear, it's going to be different. That cooling might feel even better for you. Yeah. If you don't have any tears, I didn't either um, besides the one on top. But it just, you know, it's a game changer. And I will have to try those diapers next time because I did not <laughs> the first time around. So might yeah, be but I'm not going to lie. I wore those mesh panties for as long as I could. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing is that they were really comfortable, be- like the band and everything. Yes. So it's not like you had to do the pad and then the mesh panties. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So the diaper was like. Oh, I loved it. I mean, I, I got a couple packs and I used them and I think I still have one that was like unused. So, I mean, it, you know, it's just helpful, but like, yeah, yeah, I would highly, highly recommend they were just so cozy. And yeah, it was like at the time it was funny because I did it with my second um, and not my first, but I was like, oh my God, like there's three of us in diapers <laughs> in the house now. And I was telling my husband, I was like, we just need you. Like, you know, we were <laughs> walking us. around. Yeah, walking around all in our diapers, you know. <laughs> I love, love that. Yeah. So just in general, just be prepared for anything. Things might change. You might like certain things. I know some people that didn't want to put any cooling cream because they don't want to mm-hmm. put anything near what's going on. So totally up to you. But our last one is kind of a big one. And it's going to be you're going to look different. Physically, you're going to feel different. You know, you're leaving as a mom, especially for first-time mom. This is different for, you know, second and thirds. It might feel a little different for you. But as first-time moms, you're leaving as a mom and you were never a mom before. And it just feels like you're a whole different person. And if you're already a mom and you're going home, you've been through it before, but you haven't been through it this time. And of course, every time looks different. You might have even had a vaginal birth and then had a C-section or you try to VBAC, which is vaginal birth after C-section. And all these things can be different. And even your recovery may look different. It may be quicker. It may be longer. So, you know, Mm -hmm. just like you're going to look different. You're going to feel different. And that's a big thing because for me, 
like physically, I went home still looking pregnant as most women do. And of course I went home with the feeling like looking at the pictures, like, you know, like the bounce back theory, I guess I'll call it, or sorry, I guess like more like the bounce back, like societal Mm -hmm. pressure (laughs) was there. And I was like, oh, I had Pitocin in me. So I was like, I was fluid filled and I looked really bloated. Like my face was swollen. My legs and feet were swollen. I couldn't wear shoes still. When I was going home, I was like, ah, I can wear something besides like my little slippers. And it was like two weeks before I even could like fit into a sneaker. Yeah. And I was like pushing (laughs) it. So like, you know, like your stomach's gonna, for me, I kind of compare it to a waterbed. It's just kind of like squishy. And that lasts a while. It's not just the six weeks because postpartum doesn't end at six weeks. You know, you're going to have a longer time and it's going to take a little bit of adjusting mentally as well. The mental part can last a little bit longer than the physical even sometimes. And it's important for you to kind of get checked and regularly check with yourself. Listen to people that say that you're possibly acting a little different or they're concerned about you. Just kind of like take everything in and also be aware that things may not go smoothly for you. You might need that extra help because asking for help is extremely important because I look back wishing I did a lot sooner because I felt very alone for four months and didn't really leave my bed for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's rough. Like it's just different. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I think you did a really good job, but it's, you know, I remember taking my daughter in my, my first, when we walked in and, and you, right when you walk through the door, it's like, oh, wow, we're home. And like, we're now a family of three. Like, it's just so different. It's a weird thing to experience. And then you're trying to, you know, take care of this new human and do all of that while you're feeling like crap. Right. You know, so Mm -hmm. it's like, man, um, so it is hard. uh, And knowing how to just like, I I, I don't know about feeling different as much as I, I do know that I felt incredibly off and it's kind of like you have to like recenter at some point, but that takes time. Exactly. Like you mentioned, it's not going to happen in the first week, two weeks, three weeks. It could take two months. It could take, you know, the eight weeks or longer to kind of find a new norm that works with adding in baby into your life, you know, and even with the second, I mean, yeah, you're more prepared and you do things, but that's even a new game changer of now you're integrating into and what was three is now four. And now it's a new kind of dynamic of, you know, being that mom of two. And and just, again, you're struggling <laughs> with doing all, even what was considered basic tasks or you found like a rhythm with what works for the what was the three of you. And now you're adding in this new baby who's very demanding, you know, <laughs> and, you know, a, a new little boss of the family. So it's kind of like. Uh, it's just interesting. You definitely feel different. You definitely, you know, obviously, yeah, look different. And if you, you know, I, I, I would say the majority of moms, and you and I have talked about this too, and you mentioned it, like, you know, we do care about how we look, maybe because of society, maybe because of whatever, but it's a fact. And that's a little bit of an emotional toll also, you know, so if you're feeling this way, it's not, it sucks. And, you know, I, my heart is with you because I get it. And, you know, some women bounce back quicker and some don't, and that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll figure it out and we can put focus on, but you put focus where you can at any given time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's just the kind of like the beauty of motherhood though, is that this all comes in seasons. There's going to be weeks or even months where you feel absolutely amazing and you're like, feel like you're kicking butt and you're like doing, you know, everything that you can in the best way. And then there's going to be 
sometimes where, you know, you're just feeling like things could not get any worse and you're mentally drained or you're burnt out. And that's when, Mm -hmm. you know, just when you get into those things, it's nice to recenter yourself. There's like some resources that you can always reach out to if you have a therapist, of course, or, you know, just like ask for help if if it's just like a family member and stuff and just kind of take it one day at a time. But again, you guys are doing amazing and <laughs> there's, there's so much to motherhood. It's just like we could go on forever, but oh, yeah. those are, you know, like those are our top five. <laughs> yeah. Those are top five, a little bit of fun with a, a little dash of, of we're keeping it real with you. Um, but that's yeah. what we have for today. And thank you so much for listening and joining us on another mini episode. We really like doing these, um, you know, quick and short to the point ones with you and, and having a little fun. Yeah. And quick announcement. If you haven't signed up yet, we started a weekly newsletter that will be filled with tips, clips, and our next guests and exclusive content straight to your inbox. Just click the link in our Insta bio, or you can find it below. So we are excited to kind of connect with you guys in that way. And we will see you here for our next episode next Friday. Yay. Okay. Bye mama. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited you're taking this journey with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, or tell another mama about us. To stay up to date with postpartum confessions and get all the behind the scenes content, you can join our email list or follow us on Instagram at postpartum confessions underscore. All the links are in our show notes. They say it takes a village. Welcome home, mama.